Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The Bigger Picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to The Bigger Picture. Imagine receiving a windfall due to an inheritance, maybe a year-end bonus, or striking the lottery. How would you invest the cash? Would you immediately invest all of it as a lump sum? Or would you make a series of investments over time, a strategy known as dollar cost averaging, to avoid the risk of investing the entire amount right before perhaps a market downturn? Well, let's check in now with Adam Wong, Editor-in-Chief for The Fifth Person. Good morning, Adam. Morning, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for joining me today to talk about this. So, dollar cost averaging versus lump sum investing. So this is, I think, one of the questions, at least the early ones that many investors go through. Give us an idea of some of the data you have. You know, how do they compare lump sum versus dollar cost averaging? Yeah, there's been a few white papers comparing lump sum uh, investing and cost av- uh, dollar cost averaging. So the most recent one I have here is from Vanguard from February of this year, 2023. So it says that lump sum investing outperforms uh, dollar cost averaging 68% of the time. Mm. But I do need to highlight the methodology behind this particular paper where they compare investing at the beginning of the year versus for lump sum investing versus dollar cost averaging where they split up the investment over three months and the first three months of the year. And then it just rises the rest of the way. So based on this methodology, it outperforms 68% of the time. Okay, so not exactly a strong argument for you that lump sum investing outperforms even though 68% of the time it did bring about better returns. It did because of, you know, mm. because you, you hold on to cash, you kind of lose a little bit of the value there. Mm. Whereas if it's investing, you, you're invested most of the time. So, but this methodology is a little bit tricky for me because, you know, when it comes to lump sum investing, most time people think that you're waiting for an opportunity in the market and then you go in. Whereas this one kind of feels like it's lump sum investing was a bit like dollar cost averaging because if you're like investing every single year, some people could think that there's a form of dollar cost averaging as well. It's just that it's analyzed. Yeah, I think that brings into question you know, definitions. You know, when you think about lump sum investing, how wide is the interval between those investments? And of course, even dollar cost averaging, how wide is your intervals, I suppose? Yeah, that's true. So I think it really depends on the individual. I think a lot of people will feel that, you know, if you dollar cost average every month, your transaction costs are going to build up. So a lot of times when I read on the forums, they will recommend going every quarter is a pretty reasonable interval to have if you have a dollar cost averaging for an ETF, a broad-based index, for example. And then lump sum investing is something that where you see there's an opportunity, something is undervalued, and you see there's a great price for something, and then you invest. Yeah, Adam, so dollar cost averaging, like the name suggests, you're putting aside money maybe every month or every quarter, maybe 100 bucks every time. And then lump sum investing, you're like going in pretty heavy, almost doubling down your bets. So I suppose it brings about different types of investors into the frame, right? What would be the right type of strategy for each investor? What trades come into play here? I think it really depends on the individual. So if you're someone who really doesn't want to time the market, you kind of you don't really want to deal with the volatility or try to time the market, dollar cost averaging works for so many people because then you just kind of like close your, I mean, not close your eyes, but you kind of just set an interval mm. and then invest in a broad-based index. So I want to point out that dollar cost averaging doesn't really work for individual stocks because an individual stock can, something can happen to it, right? It could go hit some piece of bad news, it goes down, it's a bit risky. But if you have an ETF that's diversified across many, many, many stocks, then it's a lot less risky. And for some people who they are more you know, savvy with the market, they're familiar with a particular stock, they know what they're doing, they've done their research, and they know how to deal with volatility in the market, then lump sum investing is something that they can consider as well. 
Yeah, I think it's a very good point, right? It's also what you invest in, the type of markets, the type of product you're in. So at the end of the day, you want to invest in something that's quality, something that's going up long term because when you're buying in at low prices, you hope that those low prices will turn around, right? Yeah, of course. That's a definition of a buying low, selling high. Yeah. So talking about what is the right approach I suppose you've got some news flows coming in. Sometimes you might get excited that, hey, maybe this is going to turn things around for the company or there's a huge catalyst that you expect to really boost the stock price. But you're a regular dollar cost averager. Would then perhaps make you change your mind, have a mix of both lump sum and dollar cost averaging. Like, think, hey, maybe this time I'll just go in a bit more, double the amount. What is the way someone who's on a dollar cost averaging type of style do? Should they stick to their guns and just dollar cost average the same amount or should they try to, I'm not sure if you should call it that, time the market? Yeah, I think it's a great question because it's not an either or situation. It's not like they're mutually exclusive. You only invest in one way. So for me, personally, I kind of dollar cost average in in broad-based market ETFs because I feel that there's no need to really time the market. I mean, you could because you can do a valuation approach on the S&P 500, for example. But there have been like many years, like from 2012 all the way to 2020 before the pandemic happened, where the market was just on a bull run and then it never really went undervalued for eight years. And then you've missed out. Mm. Because it was never undervalued, so you couldn't do a lump sum investing. But if you dollar cost average, then you could have ridden the gains all the way. You know, so it's I would do that for an ETF uh, for myself. Okay, but then when it comes to individual stocks that I'm following, that I'm very familiar with, I know are high quality, but there's some piece of temporary bad news. I would go into that specifically on a lump sum case. So it's it's not an either or uh, you know situation where you pick one or the other. You can do both in your overall portfolio as well. Yeah, I remember those days, um, that bull run, I was like looking for that correction around the corner. Every year, I'll be thinking, hey, it's going to come next year, but it didn't (laughs) come. And before you know it, I missed the entire boat. Yeah, when you look at a recent run in tech stocks, is that something you should maybe look at dollar cost averaging? It seems to be going up every single month. That's the tricky bit. Because like I said, if you invest in like, I think Facebook or Meta is a great example. Let's say you you think Meta is a high quality company. You think it's something that you can, you believe dollar cost averaging it over the long term is going to work. But then if you look at Meta, there have been many points in its history where it it hits like major temporary bad news. The reason one was the uh, iOS changes, which Apple, you know, put on their iOS devices, which really affected Facebook's revenue because they couldn't target iOS users as well. And then Zuckerberg had to like pivot the whole company into the metaverse and everything and spend a lot of money on that. And the market wasn't happy with it. And I mean, Meta's stock prices went all the way down. And if you had a dollar cost averaging for that, it would be really, really risky, you know, because you don't know if it's going to turn around because of structural change. You know, Apple's not going to change their mind about that. But then, of course, you look at Meta now, it's kind of like turning around using AI. It's doing pretty well. But that's the risk that you, you have if you just put all your bets on one company. Yeah, so dollar cost averaging might not always work for stocks and I think it's always important to diversify at the end of the day. And like they say, time in the market better than timing the market? Would that be something you would go with? I think in general for most people, yes, that would be true. Yeah. All right, we've been in conversation with Adam Wong. He is the editor-in-chief for The Fifth Person, helping us to well break down lump sum investing versus dollar cost averaging. So what is the right style for you? Adam, thanks for your time today. Thank you. All right, stay Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.